Hello everybody, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Laurie Slough, an intentionally recognized speech and communication expert, published author, working with professionals who need outstanding speaking skills to succeed. Her passion is to see her clients become confident, comfortable and influential presenters. She has featured on opera, the tourist show Cosmopolitan, the Wall Street Journal, Women's Health and more and her clients include Fidelity, Michelin, Van Capital, TJX Companies, Johnson and Johnson. So without further delay, let's welcome Laurie. Oh, I'm so happy. I feel honored that you invited me, Subrat, and congratulations on all your success. Most welcome, Laurie. Laurie, let's start from your journey first. What exactly inspired you to become a coach? How did you get started in this profession? Okay, first let me say the type of coach I am. So there's many coaches in the world, and I am a speech and communication coach. I help people use communication as a tool for their success, whether they're a scientist, an architect, an engineer, a doctor, and I work a lot with people in finance and biotech. I'm an expert in speech, speech and communication. The way the journey started, I would say, as a child, I was very interested in the combination, Subrat, of helping people, of psychology, of communication, and also performing. Blend those all together, and I started my path into being a coach. And how it is going on now? I have had a wonderful, wonderful career. I've written, as you said, two books. Yeah. One, Smart Speaking, is a classic in the field. I am very active in working for justice and human rights with the Anti-Defamation League. And I have wonderful clients who are doing great things in the world. They're developing drugs to fight cancer, disease. And then I have other clients who are just doing the fun stuff. TJX companies, I don't know what they're called in India. They sell wonderful clothing at a good price. So my clients are all over the map and I get to learn about different professions. But most of all, I get to see my clients succeed. And Laurie, do you only focus on the one-on-one coaching or do you have group coaching options also? Or do you have any kind of online? If anyone wants to get coaching from you, then what kind of options are available? Oh, thank you so much for the question. So all of those things. So if someone is interested, I would do one-on-one coaching. Most of my one-on-one coaching works beautifully, Subrat, on Zoom. So it's going great. So today I have a whole bunch of clients after I talk to you. And then the group programs are customized for companies. I do not offer public programs. There are certain certain organizations that hire me, such as Upgrad or other companies based in India, where I teach courses for them. But most of my group stuff is customized. So... Johnson & Johnson, one of COVID vaccine makers, um, might, exactly, they might call me and say, Laurie, can you develop a, a group program, which mm-hmm. I love doing. Okay, Laurie, since you got a lot of the experience, what do you think that, what are the most important qualities for a successful coach to possess? Oh, I love the question, because usually I get asked about my clients. I like that you're asking about the coaching experience. Yeah. Okay, so what are the qualities a coach should possess? And by the way, if any of your listeners are interested, I do train people to be presentation coaches. I just wanted to say that. So here are some of the qualities. Number one, the ability to observe 
and assess what would be best for someone. Knowledge, you have to know your stuff, know about body language, know about oral image and speech. It, it takes a few years to, to really learn this stuff, either getting your master's degree or getting your degree in something else like business and then getting training with someone like me. And then another quality that's very important is kindness and compassion because you want a coach to understand where is the client coming from? Can I be sensitive to that person as well as building their talents? Then Laurie, how do you approach working with clients who are really struggling to achieve their goals? The way that coaching works is that it's a very customized experience. So let's say a scientist wants to get better at business presentations. Mm. You know, she was at the lab and she doesn't know how to speak at a company meeting. I would first assess. So the first step is assessment. What are your strengths and needs? The second step is a goal plan. The third step are the actual sessions. So during the sessions, Sabrat, I present techniques. Mm. We just them, we practice them, and guess what? She applies them yeah. at her next meeting. And then she say, this is the good part. She texts me to say how great the meeting went. Yeah. And and how do you balance holding them accountable while also being compassionate and supportive? Well, the goal when someone gets involved in coaching, they always are going outside their comfort zone. So they're very brave people because they're already successful, but they want to push it a little bit. And I help them get there one step at a time. So if somebody is a good communicator with other scientists, but is not good communicating to, to business people, right. we go step by step to help them to learn those skills. Uh, I use video a lot too, Subrat. So during the session, I'll, I'll use video and then we'll watch the video together. Mm, like recorded, record. right, right during the session, like through time or something. Got yeah. it. And Laurie, as you know, that as you are humans, each and every day we have to deal with some kind of problems, challenges, difficulties in our life. And when you are a coach or you are an entrepreneur, the thing is double. Then how do you stay motivated and continue grow as a coach? Good news about being an experienced coach is I see Subrat. There are cycles. So there's busy seasons where I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't take it. It's too much. And then there's the slow times. Now, my daughter recently became a communication coach. She's excellent, but she hasn't yet experienced those cycles. Very, very busy and then quiet. So she gets more nervous. I still get nervous. I get nervous at the quiet times. But then if you're a very good coach, usually it will all come back to you and you'll see that it's a cycle. Correct. Lori, correct me if I wrong. Like I have spoken a lot of the coaches and one thing that I observe is whenever someone taking coaching, like any kind of coaching, like if it's a business coaching or entrepreneur coaching or, you know, sales coaching, life coaching, relationship coaching, the number one thing that someone needs to know is to just to get to know yourself first. Yes, I think you're bringing up a good point. Now, we human beings are very complicated, Subrat, as you know. So we have a certain amount of self-awareness. And then we have things other people observe that we don't observe. We have all sorts of... Go ahead. Mostly our blind spots. Exactly. And 75% of my clients are open to looking at their blind spots. They're very brave. They ask their leader, they ask their peers, they ask the people who report to them, what are, what are things I can work on? But 
what about percent? I'll call them tough nuts to crack. They they don't necessarily want to look at growing or changing, and that's okay. I mean, no no one's forcing anyone to become a better communicator. It's up to each person. Correct. And for that, you need that level of mindset first. Oh, you you are touching my mind and my heart totally. So it's all about mental attitude. Do I have the mental attitude and mindset that I want to grow? Do I have the mindset that I care about the people listening to me? So mindset precedes change. So Larry, can you share can you share some tips or can you share some insights about mindset for, for those people like the 25% people that you are talking about? Can you share any kind of insights for that how to develop that level of mindset when it comes to communication? See if there's one or two people in your work life or life in general who you can ask, what's good about my communication and what can I change? And pick the people who are safe, who you trust. That's one thing. Number two, observe the range of behavior in the world. When you're in a meeting, look at the quiet people, look at the louder people, the dominant, the unassertive, and just appreciate that there's all kinds of communicators. Some are effective and some are not. And and take a, a pen or use your device and write down what are the traits you like in others and see if you're exhibiting them yourself. There's also one exercise I'd suggest. Come up with two words, Subrat, two words that you'd like other people to use to describe you. And we call those style words. Oh, For example, someone might want to be approachable and knowledgeable. The person might be knowledgeable, but they're in a meeting and they're not friendly. They have, you know, they're, they're not having facial expression on, on Zoom or whatever. So they, they want to match their goal. So if your goal is to be approachable, you got to exhibit the behaviors that are approachable. I could ask you, Subrat, what are your style words? What do you want people saying about you? People like mostly my style words is like, you know, like I am quietly helpful and also that approachable. I'm like, can, like if you give me any kind of situation, I can, you know, like I can change my attitude based on that situation. So that is the one thing. And the, another thing is that I am like mostly focused on that, how I can be able to share more than 1 million people's story in front of the world. So I hear you're very flexible. You're very open to a range of human beings. You're not stuck in your way. So maybe that's your style words, being flexible, open, knowledgeable, have really helped you. Yeah, like like when you are an entrepreneur, these are the most important thing. These are the most crucial thing that you need to have. One is, I believe, that is called mindset. Second is communications, because no matter how great ideas that you have in your mind, if you do not communicate with that ideas, then it's like a flop. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're not born necessarily with excellent communication skills. So yeah. it's something to learn to read about. And I, the reason I love my work is because, and now here's something I always say, you can't wake up tomorrow morning being 10 years younger or 10 pounds lighter, yeah. but you can wake up tomorrow morning changing what you say how you sound and your nonverbal behavior and how you look. and this is the most and I think only necessary skills everyone need to have in order to build a healthy life in order to build a good relationship in order to build a great business like it applies in all the work I'm with you a hundred percent that 
it's it's a beautiful thing that we can develop the mindset and then the skills with the help of a coach like yeah. my team and me. You right. you need help. You need books. I'm still learning. I still learn. There's certain communication skills I'm not good at either. Yeah. And I've been doing this for decades. Awesome. So it's a very positive. We all have the power to use communication as a tool for our own growth and for the growth of our business and for relationships in the world. That is 100% agreed. Okay, Larry, let's talk about some example of your coaching success story. Can you share an example of your coaching success story and what you believe contributed to your success? Okay, well, gosh, this is terrible to say, but... Yeah, I know that you have several stories. <laughs> yeah. Just um, one example. Yeah, so one example, maybe someone I've worked with recently in a uh, biotech company, and she she is very knowledgeable, very sort of matter-of-fact, not that interesting to listen to. And she also looked more serious than she actually is. So what we worked on is having her say more relational things, like for her saying, hi, everyone, I'm really happy to be here today. We've accomplished. Those are things were not easy for her. She liked to go right into the data. Uh, Number one. Number two, we worked on her crazy slides. And this, you're a visual person, Subrat. Nobody wants to see a slide that looks like an encyclopedia. Yeah. So we worked on cleaning them up. So that when her leaders, the people she reported to, looked at the slide, they said, oh, these are great. These are refreshing. Number three, she did a lot of virtual communication. We worked on what I call from the neck up. Folks, you really got to keep this in mind. People are judging you. If you're on Zoom, if you're on virtual, you are being judged as a person from the neck, I should say, maybe the shoulders up. So facial expression, head movement, that matters a lot even right. more than person. So we worked on those three things and I'm so happy she really improved and feels very good about herself. And we're just gonna keep moving along. So she's gone from one level to the next highest level to the next highest level. We'll keep yeah. moving her. Yeah, like when you get to one sense of achievement, then your brain always tell you that, you know, get more and more. Yes. In her case, yes, because she's very motivated. She's actually very motivated career-wise. And she knows these, I hate to say it this way, but she's being watched. <laughs> you know, the the, yeah. the big shots, the big shots want to determine if she's high-level leadership material. So, Okay, let's, Laurie, let's talk about AI that, as you see nowadays, artificial intelligence is entering each and every field. So what do you think that, what kind of impact that AI is going to have on the coaching industry uh, in future? AI is on my mind. You have to understand, I'm a coach who's been doing this for decades. I've been relying pretty much on myself. So many people of my experience level are thinking, can, how, number one, should we be nervous that AI will totally replace coaches? Because there are AI programs that claim to be coaching programs. And number two, on the positive side, how can AI help us? I'll give you an example of helping and hurting. So one person who was really helped was someone who was trying to create some of her key phrases for a LinkedIn profile, and it helped enormously. Then I had another client who 
she was kind of nervous about a big presentation at a conference. And what happened, Subrat, is she used AI to find out everything about her topic. When she started her coaching with me, I'm telling you, she had so much material, it was overwhelming her and making her nervous. As a coach, I had to say to her, forget this. Let's start from, now, this is the important thing. Let's start from you, from your brain, as opposed to the chat GPT brain. Let's start there and use that as a supplement. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm, oh, here's another thing I think it's going to help. Let's face it, coaching is an investment. It's not it's not cheap. So the AI coaching apps can be nice supplements to the coaching experience. Correct. You know what? Like I asked Google Bard that hey, can AI replace coaches? And like it's very interesting the way Google Bard answered that. Oh, okay. Would, well, all right. What's my fate? What's my fate? So, bro, what's going to happen? Yeah. AI, what AI said that AI can provide some of the benefit of human coaches. But the thing is that AI is not replacement for human interaction. All right. It can provide valuable insights and support that AI cannot replicate, such as motivation, impact, creativity. So like when it comes to human interaction, then AI is already saying that things, right? So as you are human, so AI always driven through the informations, but we humans always driven through the emotions, right? And the best on our emotions we always connect with the bells. And that connection is most powerful in our life. So it would be very hard to replace uh, these things. So yeah. All right. Well, yay. I still have a job. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah. No, I talk about from one to two years or maybe within five years. The coaching business is going to get booming business. Like a lot of the people will require coaches. A lot of the people will require coaches because... When it comes to the technical stuff, AI can automate that part. But the problem, whichever we are feeling in our life, it's going to sell. Yes. And great opportunity for the coaching businesses to get a lot of the business. If I talk about the business perspective. Yes. I'm going to see a lot of changes. I think overall, we're going to end up using AI in coaching as a great tool. Yeah. And it. Frankly, I'll be honest, I've been surprised at how creative it is. When my clients say, if you type in the right keywords, don't tell anyone, but I have a client who sent his wife an anniversary card. Mm-hmm. He wrote nothing, nothing. AI wrote the whole anniversary card. Yeah, when it comes to the writing things, AI is like doing the fantastic job. When it comes to the like the accounting things, the calculations, the coding on all, then AI is like far more better than human. Of course, of course. So, but I'm kind of excited. Even though I'm of a different generation, I'm pretty open to ideas. And it's the most important when it comes to an entrepreneurship because you always have to be open with all the changes, all the ideas, and you always embrace the change. Exactly, exactly. We don't want to, coaches can't be closed-minded. We have to be open to what's going to help our clients and we, it's not only us. There could be many resources. Correct. Okay, Larry, let's talk about some misconceptions. As you know that every industry has some kind of misconceptions. So what are some common misconceptions that you think about coaching? Well, I'll talk about communication coaching. One misconception is that the coach is trying to change you. 
No, we don't try to change you. We try to respect who you are, what are your values, what means a lot to you, what do you want in your career, and then we help you to take the steps, maybe sometimes outside your comfort zone, that are going to lead to success. But we're not trying to change you. I'm yeah, because there is nothing wrong with you. It's all about that how you look at the things, like there is certain things that you need to do the improvement, but there is nothing wrong with you. Exactly. Secondly, I think something that people confuse is nervousness and competence. So I want to say it's normal to be nervous. Some people are much more nervous than others about speaking. In fact, I just went to a wedding and one of the people who was asked to do a toast refused because she was so nervous about speaking. Here's what I'm trying to say. You can be nervous and still be very effective. Or you can be bad as a speaker, but confident. So I'm trying to get people to understand that your emotions, nervousness is a sign that you care. It's not a bad thing. Okay, Laurie, uh, we have two minutes left. So tell us about your Facebook, website, LinkedIn, YouTube, okay. what that you have. So that I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy. I hope you tell your listeners they can just look up Laurie Schlapp on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's all they have to do. They could, I mean, do you want me to give the website information? Yeah. Okay, so Partners in Communication, Inc. Partners in Communication, Inc. My daughter thinks it's really long. But anyway, you could email me directly or you could sign up for a complimentary call and we'll help you or your company. Awesome. And share ideas for free. Awesome. Guys, do make sure you follow Laurie as she's a wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Laurie, for being on the show and it was an honor to hosting you today. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Most welcome. So that's it. I'm your host Subrat signing off and you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>